Calling all benders and non-benders alike. Jump into the epic world of Avatar with your favorite podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Each week we'll recap and discuss a new episode. So come join us and our amazing guests from creators to cast to superfans to chat about all things Avatarverse. It's Fire Nation time. Book of Fire. Let's go. Listen to Avatar Braving the Elements wherever you get your podcasts. The Last Kids on Earth and their superhero alter egos are back in the latest installment of the graphic novel spinoff series, The Last Comics on Earth, Too Many Villains. Jack, June, Quint, and Dirk face their biggest challenge yet, creating the sequel to their hit graphic novel in a mad dash, puzzle-filled race across Apocalyptia to stop the biggest evil plan in history. Hey, you know what the creators of Last Comics on Earth's evil plan is? Make me and my kids love these books. Seriously, my younger kid is a huge fan of both the Last Kid series and the Last Comic series. It's true. And now I'm hooked too. The whole team has created a delightful cast of characters with some fantastic kid-friendly art throughout that will appeal to readers of all ages. Buy your copy of The Last Comics on Earth in stores today. You can also visit lastkidsonearth.com to learn more. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hey, everybody, there's a couple of people we want to thank for supporting us on Patreon this month. Kick it off, Pete. Aaron C. Hollis. Adam Marks. A- Adriel Moreland. Amanda Harris. Andrew Richardson. Ashton Gebhard. Benjamin Brown. Brent Macris. Chelsea Mack. Curtis LaRock. Demand Ryan. Dan Snow. Daniel Fuentes. Danny Heck. Dennis Scott. Eduardo Martinez. Enrique Del Castillo. <laughs> Aaron Dorian. Gabriella Romero, Romeo. Yep. Uh, Jeffrey Reicher. Jerome Patrick. Hugo Sanchez. Jason Kelly. Jason Tomaszewski. Jessica Ashcraft. Joe Crack. John George. Jonathan Jong. Joseph Kelly. Joshua W. Broxon. Kaylin Swift. Catherine Aninson. Kend- uh, Kendall Wilson. Kevin Kleinrock. Karian Broderick. <laughs> Lee Brown. Luana Thomas, Luis Alberto, Lucas Sink, Mark Carrillo, Mark Kiefer, Mark Zeller, Matt Fennell, Megan Thigpen, Michael Sturgeon, Mike Dargenio, Mitchell McDonald, Nick Grayson, Amina Soul Art, <laughs> Omnia Soul Art, Pere Taliaferro, Primetime Paulie G, Rahadran Sastragio, Riley Trahan, Tamela Rush. Terrible Jason. The 12 Banch. Victor Perez. W. Blaine. Will Buncham. Buchanan. And Zika's, Zika's Viral, Viral Comics. Comics. Thank you guys so much for supporting us on the Patreon. And now enjoy the live show. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming out to Comic Book Club Live. Please give it up for your hosts, Alex and Pete. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Comic Book Club. I'm Alex. I'm Pete. That's our man of the booth, Boothman Prime. Boothman Prime. Thank you guys so much for coming out tonight. Very excited to have you here. Very excited to do the show. Unfortunately, our third co-host, yeah. Justin Tyler, had to run out. He was actually just here in the theater. Yeah. He was uh, recording a bunch of other podcasts with us. Right. And then he left uh, because he is having dinner with his family from Australia, is yeah. what he said? Now, let me ask you. 
Uh, we've known Justin for over 13 years. Right. Did you know that he had a secret Australian family that he's never mentioned until today? Let me ask you a question. Sure, Does sure. that sound like a lie to you? Because <laughs> it was just casually mentioned like, oh, guys, uh, I'll meet you and we'll do all of our podcasts, but I have to leave at 8 to go meet with my Australian, Australian family. family. Right. Yeah. He sent a picture of them, and he's it was from just, upstate New York. There's right. no Australia. There's no way of getting from one to the other. <laughs> yeah. There's no direct flight. I don't know how that would have happened. Yeah, and his his wife is an Australian. I mean, I don't know that for a fact. I I mean, maybe she hides her accent. <laughs> she does like putting stuff in her pockets a lot. That's a kangaroo. Thing. Oh wow! That, yeah, it's always good when you explain. Oh, I'm sorry to our Australian audience. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you have a secret Australian family? I don't have a secret Australian family. Do you have like a secret Canadian family? Uh, I have a girlfriend in Canada at camp. <laughs> Does your wife know about this? <laughs> I'm very excited about the guest that we have on the show tonight. He is the writer of She Said Destroy. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Joe Corallo. Yeah, Joe. Welcome back to the show. All right. Hey, Come there he is. Come Mr. out. Mr. Can of Wine himself. Come yeah, out, yeah. Sir. Have Please. a seat. Have have a microphone. Uh, very excited to have you back on the show. Uh, yes. Now, you asked for wine before the show, and we provided you with a can of wine. How is your canned wine doing for you so it's, far? It's the best can of wine I've had. Oh, all right. <laughs> all right. Okay. Now rank all of them. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. That's yeah. fine. Uh, let's talk about, you have a bunch of projects you're working on. She Said Destroy, which launches soon, right? Yeah, that's uh, May 29th is uh, when the first issue drops. It's part of uh, Vault's line this year with uh, Queen of Bad Dreams coming out right before. Uh, that's at the end of this month. And then uh, Test, uh, which is uh, Chris Sabella and Jen Hickman in uh, end of June. So there's, uh, yeah. Well, okay, let's take an even bigger step back, just because uh, people may not be familiar with Vault. What is the idea? What's the mission statement of Vault Comics? Uh, Vault uh, started, uh, I think this is uh, the third year now. Uh, Tim Daniel is uh, one of the top guys there. And if, you, if you're not familiar with Tim Daniel as a comics fan, he's been doing a ton of big logos for, for like over a decade in comics, so you might not know you're familiar with Tim Daniel, but you're familiar with Tim Daniel. Okay. And right. uh, name yeah. a logo. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but no, yeah, I'm they they mostly yeah. But um, what was it? A lot of image logos and yeah. and, and stuff like that. But um, uh, they do a lot of sci-fi and and fantasy stuff. Is really the what they're focusing on. Cool. Uh, and then, so you're going to be writing She Said Destroy. What's the pitch for the book? What's the elevator pitch? Uh, she Said Destroy is, it's like Final Fantasy meets Sailor Moon by way of Star Wars. Whoa. Okay, okay, yeah. simple, got yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Well, so what elements were you pulling from each? What, uh, talk us through the first issue, because I know this is something that you've been really into putting together for a while. Yeah, no, it, it was... Uh, was it Leon and I, uh, when we were talking about putting it together, Leona Kangas is the uh, artist and my co-creator on the book. Nice. Um, we, we ended up having a lot of stuff in, in common, like both liking like Final Fantasy and Sailor Moon and all that stuff. So we kind of were like, oh, well, um, when we go to design, you know, these characters, let's sort of pull from, from this and that. So like um, the, the story itself is about uh, in the far future, there are 
two pagan gods left, and it's just the Morrigan, uh, the god of death, and Bridget, the god of the sun. And okay. and the twist, the god of death is the good one. What? Right? What? And the god of the sun, not great. Oh, man. See, as a very pale person, I agree with this take. <laughs> right? See? I, and I think uh, typical comic readers will also agree. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, why was this a story that you wanted to tell for a very long time? What specifically drew you to this? Well, it was... Um, was it? You know, it, it was a lot of elements that I had in my head for for a long time, and it was like, how do I do something that's like in that sort of vein? Because I'd grown up playing Final Fantasy, watching Sailor Moon, and a lot of that kind of stuff, and so there were all these like floating parts. And then um, it was actually uh, the Wicked and the Divine. I was having a conversation Ooh. with a, a friend of mine, Beth Rimmels, about the Morrigan in general. And we're kind of like, you know, the Morgan's always like portrayed as this like kind of like two dimensional kind of bad guy. And like, what if she wasn't? And I don't know what it was exactly. But like at that moment, like just all these sort of pieces, it was like, OK, I think I know where to put all these pieces to create a story. And that's like how it came about. And Ooh. talk about the art in the book. Who, who's doing the art? Uh, what's what can we expect there? Yeah, it's uh, Liana Kangas is, is the uh, artist with uh, Rebecca Nolte doing the colors. And uh, Rebecca brings, it's a lot of bright, vibrant colors, a lot of purples. Um, and with Liana, uh, prior to this, she was doing uh, Black AF, Devil's Die at, at Black Mass Studios, which was a very like noir book. So for this... We basically put together like a Pinterest of, of a lot of different like character concepts for for kind of uh, characters in uh, not just like old pagan sort of uh, interpretations of the Morrigan, but also you know some Final Fantasy characters, you know that just sort of stuff. And we wanted to go basically the exact opposite direction of a sort of dark noir kind of look. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so she wanted the opportunity to do like the exact opposite. And that's sort of what we did. When you were doing all this research into the Morgan, did you uh, people, does everybody know what the Morgan is or who the Morgan is? Kind of. Do you you want to describe that before we get into it? Sure. Uh, I mean, the Morgan and Bridget are both sort of Irish Celtic gods. Um, The Morgan in particular, like you've, if you don't think you've seen the Morgan, you've definitely seen her in different stuff over the years. Um, usually in uh, Arthurian legend, uh, Morgana, Morgane is oh, okay. supposed to be the Morrigan. Um, and uh, Bridget is also known as like St. Bridget in in uh, Irish Catholic traditions. So like you you might not think you know them, but, but you've definitely seen them over, over the years. Uh, so what was what did you learn then? Was there anything you uncovered in particular about either of these characters that surprised you, that you thought was particularly interesting, that you ended up working into the book? Well, for me, the most interesting part was um, just digging in a little more into the idea of St. Bridget, because I kind of knew some stuff, and just the idea of uh, pagans sort of putting a, a god into... Uh, Catholicism so they could keep worshiping their God to me was it it made a few things click and I was like that's the angle I'm going to take with this book where the Morrigan is so 
focused on you know doing the right thing and, and being herself and uh Bridget is the one who is uh, making these sort of compromises and is willing to do whatever she has to to survive. And I thought that was, would be a really interesting take, and that's sort of what I, I was able to put into the book from that. Cool. So that's coming out end of May. Yeah, that is May 29th. Um, final order cutoff, May 6th. Tell your local comic shop. Well, there you go. Yes. And yeah. there's a bunch of other things you're working on. You're working on an anthology right now as well. Yeah, the uh, Deadbeats Anthology, which is on Kickstarter right now, uh, from a wave blue world, um, they just did the uh, all we ever wanted anthology last year, and uh, this one is a music themed horror anthology. Uh, I'm co-editing it with uh, Eric Palicki, who did uh, No Angel at, at Black Mask, and also edited uh, All We Ever Wanted in This Nightmare Kills Fascists. And um, yeah, one of the highlights for me for this was we brought back uh, Rachel Pollock and Richard Case to work together for the first time in over 25 years since they had their Doom Patrol run oh, wow. uh, when Vertigo first launched. That's huge. Cool. Yeah. So what can we expect from them? What's their story going to be like? Uh, it, it's actually... the It was kind of unintentional, but uh, Rachel did a sort of like Indiana Jonesy kind of story uh, about... A, a female sort of Indiana Jones character who's trying to find this like ancient instrument, and, and there's a lot of snake imagery. And oddly enough, one of the first things that Richard drew at Vertigo, I think it was a Peter Milligan script, nice. uh, had like snake gods and, and things like that in it. So when I, I gave the script to Richard, he he was like, "Wow, this is." It's cool because this was like one of the first things I did at Vertigo and, and to just sort of have that happen. So he wasn't upset? He didn't ask why it had to be snakes? <laughs> no. He, why he, do I always yeah. have to draw snakes? <laughs> yes, that was the... Yes, yeah. yeah. You're going yeah. to... You figured it out? Yeah, I did. Okay, go. Yeah, and, um, you know, we have this sort of like host, this like shopkeeper uh, instead of like a crypt keeper um, who's sort of uh, guiding people through the music shop and, and one of the hooks for the anthology is... Uh, the, the stories sort of revolve around a different item, like a set list or an instrument that mm -hmm. um, is in the store. So, you know, we'll cut back to the shop owner who's kind of leading the reader, who's in like a, a uh, first person view through the shop and looking at all these uh, different items. Cool. And where are you at on this Kickstarter right now? How much do you have to go? When does the Kickstarter end? What information do people need to know? Uh, well, the uh, most important thing is you can get to the Kickstarter going to AWBW, is in A Wave Blue World, uh, kickstarter.com. So AWBW, kickstarter.com will redirect you right to the, to the campaign. And uh, we're looking to raise $25,000 for this. And uh, I just checked before I came out here, and we passed 8000 already. Nice. So we're at about 32% funded on day one. Oh, wow. Congrats. Yeah, thank nice. you. Nice. Yeah. Thank That's you. Yeah. What, are, what are some of the incentives? What can people look forward to? Uh, well, I think, you know, the book, for sure. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but uh, Don't yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, don't say. Yeah, Do you yeah, get yeah, stickers? But, uh, are there... There, there? there are stickers. Great. There nice. are T-shirts. Multiple color options Ooh, for the shirts. For the shirts? Yeah. That's you know, Because some people like a white shirt. Some people like 
marinara more than a white shirt, so you don't mm-hmm. want to get that. Maybe you want a red shirt or a black shirt. So what level do you get a marinara stained shirt? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, 35, at $35, you can get the, the digital book with the T-shirt. And then um, <laughs> beyond that, it, it's uh, $50 for the uh, physical shirt uh, book combo. Okay. Right. Yeah. And can uh, you pick what marinara sauce gets dumped on your shirt, or is that... That's after the campaign and the surveys. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I feel like people would pay more for that, right? Like, no, you get yeah, a book, definitely. but it's... And then a little le- higher level is a coffee-stained book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you get a shirt with marinara sauce. Yeah. Stickers ripped in half. I, I would be nice to be like, I'll go with the white shirt, and then like a prego. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Prego, that's what you go for? Well, you know. It's, it's a little waterier <laughs> than, say, a ragu. Yeah, but the smell afterwards is nicer. It does smell very nice. Yeah, that's yeah, true. It does. Yeah. I recommend ragu. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> well, now I got the old Prego like, commercial from like the 90s stuck in my head. <laughs> You're welcome. Just, Wait, like, how does that go? It's like the, the Prego, pra- they, like, Prego is the best, like that, mm-hmm. that commercial. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah. I was always a ragu bad. Oh, man. Oh. What? Ooh. What? Ooh. Wow. Oh, Jesus. Horrible taste. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. <laughs> it's a little thicker as a sauce. It's easier oh, to cook with, all right? Man. It's about the taste. <laughs> it's not about the taste. It is about the Prego taste. Prego is waterier. Uh, you can't okay. cook it with it. tastes better, what's the better I mean, you got to boil it down for like an hour, Pete. Oh, man. <laughs> Pete and I, by the way, run an Italian kitchen together. <laughs> I should mention. This happens all the time. It's delightful. Uh, so when is that Kickstarter running until? It is uh, 29 days. Um, so let me see. So it's... Do the, some math here. Yeah. Right. Today's the 9th. Yeah, so my phone's in the back. So I let's say <laughs> let's say another back. month. How about that? Yeah, it's it's a little less than a month. Okay, so, like, so check that out at uh, awbwkickstarter.com. Yeah, awbwkickstarter. We'll direct you right to the Kickstarter page. If if you can't remember that, the book's titled Deadbeats. If you look up Deadbeats in comics, it's two words: Deadbeats. You'll 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 find it. It's already mm-hmm. a project we love on Kickstarter. So, right. All right. Yeah. Very cool. Check all of that out. Anything else you want to plug? Um, yeah, I'm good, I think. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Thanks for stopping by. <laughs> all right. We are going to move on to our next section, which is Normally the Stack. <laughs> Normally the Stack. Normally the Stack. Normally we review a bunch of comics that have come yeah. out this week. Uh, we didn't get any physical comics this week, did yeah, we, Pete? Right. Yeah, it was all uh, online digital stuff. Right, so we panicked a little bit. Uh, we and did. It's, instead, <laughs> uh, something we were talking about before the show, uh, you guys are going to be very debate. excited about this. Uh, I finally got around to watching Aquaman this weekend. I know yeah. Shazam came out. Yeah! And I was <laughs> yeah, like, one uh, guy, thank you. Uh, one guy clapping? Hell I was yeah. like, got to support the DC Universe in some way, right? So yeah, yeah. I uh, rented Aquaman so I could watch it. I know Pete really liked it a lot. Yeah. You had a good time watching it. I thought it was a fun time. Yeah. So uh, I got to say, it took like seven hours to get going. But once it got into the movie, (laughs) there was at least another seven hours to it. It's not that long. It felt that long. Seven hours goes by so quick. <laughs> it does. Yeah. Uh, I did love Aquaman. I know watching it on uh, a laptop on your bed at home is probably not the right way to Just watch that Just before you go to sleep. Just you're already you tired. <laughs> yeah, I had a nice uh, cup of hot cocoa, and I was uh, all bundled up like that. It's a little snuggled. Uh, yeah, but uh, I don't know. Uh, did you watch the movie? Have you seen the movie? I, I, I did watch it. Uh, I enjoyed it. 
Uh, Thank you. Yeah, no, it was... Uh, <laughs> The budget was very high. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, That's always a plus. Yeah. Mm. No. I mean, I, I got to tell you, when I go into a movie, I want to see money on screen. Yeah. You didn't go into this movie. You watched <laughs> it on your laptop. I got into my bed. <laughs> that doesn't count. No, um, I really appreciated, um, probably one of my favorite things about the movie was there was this meme after uh, it was out of... Um, William Defoe, yeah. and it was William Defoe from Spider Man is William Defoe, and then William Defoe's character from Aquaman is William DeFriend. <laughs> and I thought that was that's one of the best things I think about the movie. Yeah, <laughs> again, that's the what you want to hear afterwards. when you make a movie. You spend years putting it together, and you're like, that guy on Twitter did a good job. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't know. It just felt all over the place to me. Mm -hmm. Like, again, sure, yeah. there was an hour of people just telling stories to each other and explaining the plot over and over and over again in different ways. What? They told the story of how Aquaman was born. Right. Who cares? Uh, and then... The movie's called Aquaman. They're right. I tell you how Aquaman was born. <laughs> it's not Aqua Boy too bad. Oh, my God. Thank you. Uh, it it just took a while to get going, and then he like they introduce Atlantis, and then he gets to Atlantis. Right. And you're supposed to be wowed by Atlantis, yeah. Are even you though weren't? you've seen Atlantis already, basically, you've seen all the undersea keep. It was uh, very all over the place. We were talking about this as well. You like this? I cannot believe you like this. But <laughs> after uh, they're on the sub, Black Mantis attacking the sub, right. and Aquaman comes on and he jumps on. You don't see his face for a while. Then he turns around and he smiles and he says, "Permission to come on board." Classic action what movie. What kind line? of line is that? It's a classic Permission action to come movie on board. Line. Two tickets, please. Yeah. <laughs> no tickets. The only way I could see, like, the entire movie. All right, cool guy. You bust into a sub. What do you say? Like, I'm hi. Not, I'm not I... Jason Momoa. I'm not ripped like that. I don't have to say shit like that. He has to say shit like yeah, that. Yeah, and he did. If he said it in every single situation, I would have been on board. So you were pissed that he only said it once. He, that should have been his Aquaman's nonsensical catchphrase that he yeah, said. No matter where the movie. he is, he no just matter says, what he is, permission to come on. Yeah, board. he knocks his way into a <laughs> bar and is like, "Permission to come on board." I don't know. I kind of like it. It's yeah. hard to be mad. It at would that. be a lot more fun. And I think like there were elements of the movie like that. I don't know if you remember this stuff, but like there's an octopus playing drums for no particular reason. That was amazing. That's great. I love that. I love that. I love laser sharks. I love Mara eating roses for <laughs> yep. some reason. Yep. That's all good stuff, but it didn't match tonally with the rest of the movie. Well, I'm sorry it didn't make sense to you. You should have made a better movie. <laughs> yeah, well... I, well, I, what did you like about it? Because I, I want to couch this in, I didn't like it, but uh, I respect other people's right to like well, the movie. Well, first off, uh, I like Aquaman. Aquaman gets a, a tough rap, you know. Everybody makes fun of him because he talks to fish or whatever. Uh, so I was rooting for it, and uh, I was happy. I thought it was... They did a good job of being like, okay, Jason Momoa, kind of a badass dude who looks like he could kick ass and take names. That's what we're going to focus on. We're going to put this guy in this situation where he needs to just kind of find a way to win. And I like that. It wasn't like they weren't trying for anything ridiculous. I mean, it was just like, hey, you like Jason Momoa? 
cool. We're going to put him underwater, and he's going <laughs> to win somehow against all odds. And I was like, sweet. It was enjoyable. I thought it was just like a fun popcorn movie where they had like really cool special yep. effects and over-the-top crazy shit. And yeah, and if you knew anything about the comics, like the whole, you know, like King Orn and all that shit, it was cool. Yeah. It, well, let me say on the Jason Momoa front, though, like I like Jason Momoa. I like. Seems like you don't, though. No, I do. <laughs> I, I don't like permission to come on board as a line of dialogue. But <laughs> Dude, I think. He, I mean, what's he supposed to say? He busted into a submarine. <laughs> like, hey, I'm Aquaman. Yeah. Be is it cool. two for one sub day? I don't know. He could say that. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that would be I'm a great here to line. eat fresh. <laughs> <laughs> Where's your $5 footlongs? Oh, my God. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. I mean, I'm just spitballing here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't write yeah. the movie, but we are writing Aquaman 2, so this is actually a workshop, and we can Woo. write off this whole show. Uh Jason Momoa looks great with his shirt off. I think we could all agree with that, right? Cool. Like, yeah. No, he does. Like, he is a ripped, hot dude. And then at the end, they put him in this comics-accurate uniform, right. which completely covers him up to the neck. So and that made like, you who mad? Who cares? You're yeah, like, made me mad. Keep your shirt off, you asshole. That yes. was your big <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, man. As I was falling asleep, I <laughs> spilled a little cocoa on myself, oh, and I was man. like, oh, take your shirt off. Uh, nobody looks like it was a original, interesting visual take on Aquaman when yeah. he looks like that. And th- they were almost too comics faithful through the movie. Like, Ocean Master. So you were mad that it was like sticking to I the was. comics? <laughs> yes, I was wow. mad that it was sticking to the comics. Like, we I host that- a comic book talk show. When? <laughs> <laughs> the. <laughs> There's a line, I think, between being comic book faithful and being uh, totally unfaithful. Like, mm-hmm. for years, for decades, they were totally unfaithful. They were like, the comic books are dorky. We're going to ignore those. We're going to do their own things. Right. And comic book fans begrudgingly went to them, but were very upset and annoyed. Right. And then you have things like the MCU. And I think one of the things, not the only thing, but one of the things that work about the MCU is they go in and they say, okay, what works about the comic books? Now, what's not going to work for a movie, Right. And let's figure out, take the things that work for the movie, keep those, and then jettison the rest so that when you go to see it, you feel like, okay, as a comic book fan, this is faithful to me. This is something that I like. This is something that I recognize and I enjoy. But it's very much its own thing. And I think Aquaman went to the other direction. It was like straight out of the comic books to the point where like, Ocean Master is a dumb name. It just is. I'm the master of the oceans. I, I don't know. I, all of that stuff, it, even his costume with like his little horns and everything. It was very up. accurate. Yes, that's my problem. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, man. That's weird. I don't You're know. like, oh, I hate how accurate this movie what did you is. Think, what did you think of uh, Julie Andrews as a racist sea monster? What? She was the voice of the Kraken. So uh, in... Really? Yeah, yeah. So uh, if you haven't seen the movie, Aquaman goes down to the bottom of the ocean. I remember the Kraken part, but I don't remember there being a Julie Andrews it's doing a Julie voice. Julie Andrews. Uh, <laughs> she, he goes down to the center of the earth and fights this Kraken for right. possession of a super trident, uh, which is much stronger and much more durable than a regular trident. Obviously. Great plot point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can't just fight somebody with a regular trident. Right. Because well, that person's the master of the ocean. Their trident's going to be fucking badass. Sure, he is the ocean master. That's right. true. Yeah. And his trident is going to be very strong. But yeah. then he has a super gold trident and he breaks his other trident. Right. For revenge for uh, Aquaman's trident yeah. to be broken. 
So okay. you're saying it like it's ridiculous, and I'm saying it like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like a bunch of people going in and breaking forks in half, which is not it. You've never had a fork fight? You've got to have a strong fork if you're going to uh, blast the other How forks. How often have you had a, str- a fork fight? In like high school and grade school, we had tons of fork fights. Wait, are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Really? You're just bored at a freaking community table. Just that's fucking... dangerous, man. Oh, yeah, that's dangerous. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Use a spoon, maybe. Tops. Spoon fights? Right. Or some chicken nuggets or something. Those are soft. Cool. <laughs> uh, but Julie, getting back to Julie Andrews for a second. Uh, so uh, there's this enormous sea monster called the Kraken that he ends up fighting. And the Kraken is all like, you're a disgusting half-breed. You'll never be king. You're gross. You're horrible. That's Julie Andrews. And that's Aquaman is the movie that she did instead of Mary Poppins Returns. <laughs> She was Which like, contractually, she was like, I'd like to say yes to Mary Poppins Returns, but I have to be a racist sea monster over in this <laughs> yeah, movie. Yeah. Which also blew my mind quite a bit. But you like I would like to, I like to see her stretch out. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. always see her as like this happy go lucky. It was great to see her as like sure, you know somebody true. who is uh, a little different. Yeah, I mean she's been doing basically the same thing for eighty years at this point. Yeah, you know, it's nice it up a that bit. she mixed it up. Right? Maybe she'll do this for the next eighty years. <laughs> Play racist sea monsters. Well, maybe Sound of Music Two is going to be super interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure the more we see of the Kraken, the more of the Kraken's heart will become less racist and she'll like open up. I think in the next Aquaman movie. You think the Kraken's going to be a big character in the next movie? I hope so. Oh, man. All right, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, Boothman, you liked Aquaman as well, right? I had so much fun with Aquaman. Thank yeah. you, Boothman. You know well, what it was? It yeah. was like by the time you got to him getting the suit, I disagree. I thought he looked awesome in the suit. By the time you got to there through the end, it was just like... It was like Mad Max Fury Road, but underwater. Yeah. Like there were crap people. <laughs> yeah. There were like there were. They just kind of threw the kitchen sink at it, and and I love literally that. in some scenes. I think there was a kitchen sink floating by that was shooting lasers. Yeah, like <laughs> I I I love the MCU movies. They're amazing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they 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 have to overexplain everything and justify everything. And it was so nice to see them just kind of just go crazy. Just justified movie. nothing. Just, yeah, just go for it. And they just threw yeah. everything at them. They were just like, yeah, so what? This octopus plays drums. So what? You don't live <laughs> so underwater. Who cares? You don't live underwater. You don't know what it's <laughs> like down here. That is true. I do not live underwater. Yeah. That is a fair point. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I would have wanted more of that, I guess, is my point. Like, I like the idea of laser sharks flying through a battle scene for no particular reason. And a giant crab man being like, you'll never have my kingdom. Mm -hmm. That's fun. (laughs) But I would love to have more of that unless the other thing. I'll also mention. I I think when Dolph Lundgren showed up. Yeah. That was when it, I was, and suddenly there were like, like halfway through the movie, they suddenly there's dinosaurs in the movie. And it was Mm -hmm. like, what is this movie? (laughs) Right. Yeah, no, that's true. I, I do think also plot-wise, the fact that they destroyed most of the coastal seaboard, but that didn't seem to matter to anybody too much. Right, right. Uh, and then at the end, they were like, we're going to destroy the Earth, but first we're going to attack these lobsters. Yeah. Uh, that to me felt you, like... I mean, that's the hierarchy of how things work. <laughs> right. You, first, you got to take down the lobsters, then you can attack the rest of right. the Earth. Yeah. But wouldn't it have been a better movie if they attacked the surface and if the whole point was Aquaman, who was split between the land and the sea... Instead, as to protect everybody at the same time and publicly saves the entire world. Yeah, but world. wouldn't you, why that was happening, think to yourself, but what are the lobsters doing? 
Yeah, I guess if they had yeah. skipped the lobsters, I'd yeah, definitely be, be wondering weird. about that the entire time. Also, you keep bringing up laser sharks. If you had a whole kingdom underwater, you wouldn't eventually put lasers on sharks, is what you're saying? Well, I think the implication was that the lasers naturally evolved on the sharks. Right. I think? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a part of any Nature. weapons gr- upgrade, yeah. Yeah, this was basically like Planet Earth 3. <laughs> okay. It's a nature documentary on BBC. Oh, America. right, right. Yeah, yeah, okay. Not the actual planet. I thought it was, I was like, is he talking about Planet of the Apes? I didn't see those movies. I didn't know. <laughs> what? You didn't see those movies? That's correct. Those were actually good movies. Yeah. You should watch those movies. Cool. Pete, those movies were amazing. All right. All right. Great. Yeah. Well, great discussion, everybody. Go see Shazam. <laughs> <Mount Peters. laughs> Shazam, and check go, it out. Check out Shazam. We yep. loved it. Uh, <laughs> moving on to our next section, which is my favorite section because you guys make it up. It's your audience questions. And for that, we're going to come out to you guys, and you can ask a question for our amazing guest or any of us about absolutely anything you want, except for my LinkedIn profile. But otherwise, anything is fair game. Uh, Let's get some questions for you guys. Uh, Throw up your hands. You, sir, what's your name? What's your question? Uh, My name is Kevin. Uh, Following on this discussion, what are some other comic book movies that you love, even though they're generally reviled? Ooh. Great question. That's a great question. Uh, I can answer that one first. Sure, Uh, sure. Green Lantern. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, my God. So here's the thing. There's some terrible parts of Green Lantern, but Mm -hmm. generally speaking, Ryan Reynolds is a lot of fun to watch. Mm -hmm. And uh, the ending of the movie, if you've never watched the ending of the movie, uh, they bring in Parallax, who is a giant cloud monster with an angry face. And uh, he sends him into space, and he punches him in the face right into the sun. I can't be mad at a movie like that. That's all. It's a horrible movie. Yeah, but it's a fun movie. And it's also poorly edited, too. Sure, there's definitely scenes that are terribly edited. Yeah. I mean, Ryan Reynolds jokes that the editors didn't watch the movie. Right. Like, it's, you're just like, what? Yeah, there's, uh, did you know that Taika Waititi is in it with uh, with Ryan Reynolds? No. Yeah. He plays the tech in the lab. Oh, shit. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and they're going to be in a movie together, and Taika Waititi tweeted out, so excited to be in a movie with you for the first time ever. <laughs> Which is pretty funny. He's a funny guy. That's a funny joke. check out Thor Ragnarok. He directed that. Yeah, that's cool. uh, What about you, Pete? You got one? Yeah, I mean, uh, I go to bat for a lot of movies that may or may not be, but, I mean, I hold the, you know, Blade 1 and Blade 2 high up on a, a list of, like, Great movies. Uh, I think that, everybody likes those, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but I mean, when people rank like favorite uh, movies, I put them up there. Right. Okay. So you're specifically talking about when you and I have a conversation about <laughs> ranking the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies, yeah. and every single time you put Blade as number one, yeah. and it drives me insane because right. that's not a Marvel Cinematic Universe yeah. movie. But it kind of is, though. Right. And that's like ranking the colors of markers, and if your number one is a slice of pizza. Right. Because. <laughs> As we talked about with the marinara, you can write with pizza. (laughs) Yeah, but not Prego because it's too watery. (laughs) Joe, do you have an answer for this? Uh, Yeah, uh, I'd probably say, um, it's a tough one, but uh, Batman and Robin. Really? Wow. it's, It's so bad that it comes all the way back around. Because, like, for me, Batman Forever isn't bad enough. Wow. And it's too good. But then 
but then Batman and Robin. <laughs> it's basically like a high budget Adam West movie. And when you look at it like that, it's really tolerable. <laughs> That's definitely what you're always going for in a movie. <laughs> Tolerability. <laughs> uh, cool. Do you have another answer other than Blade, or is that what you wanted to go with? Oh, yeah. I mean, I also... Uh, I'll put on uh, Daredevil sometimes. Ben Affleck. Is, really? Yeah. yeah. Because Why? the love story... <laughs> Between him and Jennifer Garner gets me. Oh. It's adorable the way they meet. It's a classic meet cute. The playground scene where they're jumping on the... Yeah. That's a terrible scene. Is it that, though, or is it Evanescence that's walking you through that? (laughs) Is it... Yeah, that was a good song. Uh, <laughs> great question. Oh, wait. Uh, did you want a uh, comics or did you also want a poster and an Aquaman keychain? Because we were talking about Aquaman today. All right. Oh, you're going to take yeah. the Aquaman keychain. There you go. Uh, it's kind of mixed in terms of how it handles your keys. Uh, let's get another Wait, question. are you shitting on the Aquaman keychain, too? Look, it, <laughs> it had to have a better story. That's all I'm saying. Oh, my God. Uh, yes, can you come up over here? It's kind of a short mic cord. Uh, come over here. Come over here. All right. What's your name? What's your question? Hi. Uh, my name's Omnia. Um, my question is, speaking of Blade, uh, would you like to see Blade in the MCU? And if so, who, uh, what actor would you pick for that? I mean, first off, hell yes. I want to see more Blade. Uh, It's always great when Blade comes back in the comics. Um, I don't know, man. I would... I just want Blade. You know, I mean... (sighs) You okay, Pete? Yeah, I just... (laughs) I'm running through all these like actors in my head, and it's like it doesn't matter as long as it's uh, one of them just says I'm fucking Blade. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, who there's are a lot these of actors great... who it doesn't matter who are all the same who could say Blade. Well, I'm, I'm not saying Blade. they're all the same. I just, I just want Blade so much. It do... I'm not like well, Michael B. Jordan, but of course he's like the hot pick right now. Uh, you also, know. he's already in the MCU. He's Killmonger, right? But he's dead. You know, he's dead. Okay. He could be so too. nobody would ask any questions? I wouldn't. I'd be like, shut up, it's Blade. Oh, you'd pop into the movie? Yep. And I would show like, up at every showing and just heckle people who had problems with it. All right, fair enough. That seems fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe, what about you? I mean, I'd love to see Blade back. Uh, Blade 2 is amazing. Yes. You know, Thank it's you. such a good movie. But um, Also, what's great is it stuck to the formula, which I really appreciated. Yeah. You know? It's like this thing where Blade goes through this like horrible times, and they think he's going to die, but then some badass music plays, and then he just ends up whooping everybody's ass. You just described every action movie. <laughs> That's what works. That's what works. But um, but yeah, I'm trying to think. Didn't they just um, with the uh, Suicide Squad movie? Mm-hmm. Um, did, like Will Smith's out and like Idris Elba's in? Is that it? He what? is, but he's not so playing. Originally, yeah. Idris Elba was going to be Deadshot, but then the script changed and they decided Will Smith liked doing Suicide Squad. He said, I'll come back. I just can't for this one because of my schedule. So it seems like they're leaving it open for Will Smith to still be Deadshot, but when they do this James Gunn directed Suicide Squad, Idris Elba is going to be some other character. Because, like, I, I feel like that could have been fun to do a little dance of, like, oh, like, Hemdall went over to 
the DC right, movies, yeah. why don't you bring Will Smith in then to, to be Blade after he was Deadshot uh-huh. and kind of like no, do a little switcheroo. Trade. Yeah, yeah, you could do that. I think, honestly, if you were, first of all, Blade in the MCU, I think, would be great. That's definitely a side that they haven't played with yet. And if you're going to do it, just bring Wesley Snipes back. Why not? He's yeah. so iconic as the character that those movies, there has been a real reclamation of them, I think, over the past couple of decades where people have started to realize, oh, they weren't counted as first, but they really were the start of the superhero movie craze. Hell yes, they were. So bringing him back at this point, I think, would be very enjoyable. Well, yeah, but what do you say about, because Patton Oswalt would, uh, has said that... I don't think Patton Oswalt would be a good Blade. <laughs> no. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, my point is, they said uh, Wesley Snipes was such a douche on the third Blade Trinity movie that he wouldn't come out of his trailer. I mean, that's probably a fair point. And if... if So in the don't MCU, invite that back. Sure. In the MCU, they definitely like to have actors who are literally and figuratively team players. So mm-hmm. if he does have that reputation that has continued, sure. But Wesley Snipes, I don't know if you're aware, is not quite as big of a star now as he was around Blade Three. You times. don't say. So he <laughs> might... He might have had his attitude tempered a little bit. Okay. It also seemed like that whole production was a clusterfuck, so there's okay. that going on as well. Cool. If he if he does a lot of the horrible one-liners like he did in the first Blade movie, I, I think that would work, too. As long as he kills that first vampire and he comes in and says, permission to come on board. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm into it. You're the callback king. Thank you very much. Uh, great question. Uh, we got another wait, question. Wait, wait, oh. before we move on. Oh, did you gosh. want a uh, Aquaman keychain? Or... How many of these do you have? I have one more. Oh, okay. But, yeah, yeah. Comics, or Comics. There's a man who doesn't want an Aquaman keychain. <laughs> All right, I saw this hand up. What's your name? What's your question? Uh, my name is Brad, and my question is, since Disney has acquired both uh, the intellectual assets of uh, George Lucas, including Star Wars, as well as the MCU, do you think now the 80s Howard the Duck movie is part of the MCU? Oh, good question. I mean, I, I'd go with no. I don't know what you guys think. Though, sure, why not, also? Yeah, I mean, he's gotten a shout-out uh, in the movies, so I feel like, yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things where it's tricky to do because he's such a, you know, he kind of makes fun of it so much, but if they can pull off Deadpool in a way that is successful, I feel like you could, you could do a good Howard the Duck. Uh, I mean, I loved... Howard the Duck as a movie as a kid. I don't know if it still holds up now. I haven't seen it. Uh, it doesn't. T- yeah, it, doesn't. it also didn't hold up as a kid. Uh, so there's the George Lucas movie. There's the Howard the Duck who showed up in Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. And now they're going to have a Howard the Duck animated series on Hulu as part of an overall deal that they're doing. So there's all those Howard the Ducks there. To your point, Pete, I could see them referencing that movie on the animated show. Whether those animated show are in continuity with the MCU is like a little bit of a question, I would say there. Um, But I think they'll make reference and joke about it regardless. Yeah, Uh, I think you could get away with a a joke about it or a reference in like uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, I I think. Bring it into continuity in some way? Yeah, I think we're ready. Mm -hmm. Yeah? 
Yeah. As a society? I think so. Oh, I think we're there now. Post Howard the Duck Society? Yeah. I think it's long enough ago now that we can talk about it. Oh, man. You know? Well, I actually, the other day, sat my kids down and I talked to them about Howard the Duck. <laughs> really emotional. Yeah. Really emotional. How did they handle it? Were they? Uh, they left. <laughs> they left your the family. Yeah, they left my family. <laughs> what, was it like old school where they kind of took their... Handkerchief and got they a just stick kinda, and just <laughs> they sort of, hoboed they it out of there. And they said, uh, we need to go out and get cigarettes. And I was like, all right, you're four <laughs> and nine, but I'm not going to ask any questions about that. And they haven't come back yet, but I'm awful. Okay. Uh, let's did, get... Did you want Aquaman or... Count? <laughs> You'll take the Aquaman yeah! Woo! All right, there we go. Uh, I saw this hand over here. You Can you come over here? Because I have a short little mic cord. What's your name? What's your question? I'm Primetime Polly G. What's up, Primetime Polly G? And this isn't so much a question as it is a challenge. Oh, Cypher Challenge! Wow. Ite, Antwe, Ute, Ekte, Theye, Ikritse, Iferse, Isque. Tell so, me, tell, dude, that well, would be so on, cool. I'll, that would on, be so cool. If that I'll, was I'll it. give uh, a little rundown for those audience members who are new. Uh, Pete, uh, over the course of five years, was running a secret Punisher quiz that was finally unlocked this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we gave away a prize after a number of hoops were jumped through, and then at the end of the secret Punisher quiz, we revealed there's also a secret cipher quiz. And the way this works is you need to say a catchphrase, something to unlock it. Uh, and this, very smart, yeah. using a little bit of language there to mix things around, a little pig Latin to try to unlock it. Unfortunately, that is not the oh, secret Oh, man. I'm sorry. I really do want to give it to you, but that's not what it is. But oh. that's very good. Do you Thank feel... You. Do you feel like you're like, oh, man, I should have done that? Because that was really cool. Yeah, that's much smarter than what I have. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. No question. Oh, man. Uh, But maybe that gives you a little hint. It's much dubber than what you thought of. So uh, (laughs) Uh, let's get right over here. Can you come on down over here? What is your name? What's your question? Hi, I'm Matt, and I'm a big Aquaman fan. Yeah. Um, I just want to know, since everybody's pretty much seen Into the Spider-Verse, is there any other superhero you'd like to see crossover with older versions of himself? Maybe like a Superman or maybe like a Wolverine or something like that. Oh, dude. Great idea. Yeah. Uh, what would you want to see? Who else would you want to see Spider-Verse? P, would you want to see Punisher into the bunch of guns or something like that? <laughs> What? Fuck you, Thomas man. Jane, Dolph Lundgren, Ray Stevenson, Dude, John cool. Bernthal. That's not cool. You're not. Why? You're what? just being a douche right now. Um, <laughs> they could be like, "How did your family die? Picnic by uh, two. Oh, that's not. That's not cool, man. <laughs> I thought I was the only one. Yo, nobody's talking about how dangerous picnics are. All right, except for the Punisher. <laughs> yeah, all right? he's the only one keeping it real. It is that comic is all about picnic awareness. Yes. <laughs> Finally, we're talking about it. Um, I, yeah, he kind of blew my mind. It would be awesome to see all the different kind of Wolverines. Um, I don't know. I think what's great about the success of that is it really does creatively open things up, you know, because like the whole joke of like the Spider-Man origin story, uh, they kind of really played with it in a fun way because we've had these characters for so long, for so many years, for all these different iterations, it would be 
uh, kind of cool. And the first thing that I really think of is Iron Man, just because we have Riri, we have like a lot of different uh, people who've kind of had that mantle. So that to me would be my answer. Joe? Uh, I'm a huge uh, fan of James Robinson's Starman run. Oh, wow. And, it's too bad yeah. uh, Justin isn't here. He's with his family. Yeah. His Australian family. <laughs> They're probably talking about Starman, I bet. Yeah, I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, you, you could just, like, adapt, like, that. And that has all, all the different, like, iterations of, of Starman and all of that. And I, I just, like, ah, uh, I, I, I love that run so much. Uh, and I know it's, like, tough with, like, the rights, how they did it with, like, James Robinson, like, kind of owns, like, Jack Knight or has, like, say in, in what they do with it. So I don't know if something like that could ever happen anyway. But, hey, it'd be great. I do think there's the Stargirl series that's coming up on DC Universe. And that seems it's created by Jeff Johns based on his comic. So it's going to be very focused on his Stars and Stripe comic. But I could see them doing something like that on there. Maybe not with Jack Knight, but with Stargirl, with the other Starmen, etc. Because those played... I believe into a Stars and Stripe run, or at least some iteration of Star Girl. So that might be fun. Yeah, no. Plus, yeah, there's been a lot of different iterations of Starman, and they've been really different, which is cool. Yeah, I, I will say I saw somebody online speculating. They were saying that there uh, should be a Spider Verse, but for Batman, where you take all the iterations of Batman oh, and jam yeah. them together, which I think. This is not to slam that idea at all. I think on the Seems surface... Seems like you're about to slam it. Uh, well, it sucks, first of all. Uh, <laughs> no, Come I mean, on, then. Adam West, Batman would be so much fun. Super fun. But uh, what I do like about Spider-Verse is how unique it is. I don't feel like we need to see another movie with, like, Batman into the Batverse or Punisher into the Gunverse or whatever. Or Alex, like that. Alex. Yes. What if, what if it was with Batman Beyond and then you got all the other Batman going into the future... With Terry yeah. McGinnis. Oh, I mean, see, yeah, let's do it. Not, not such a yeah. shitty idea now. No, I, again, <laughs> like I think it's not a shitty idea. It would be super fun, but Into the Spider Verse is so special. I'm happy for it to be its own thing and for nobody else to ape it. You know, so what I'm you just want to protect something that you love, is what you're exactly saying. Okay. like the Punisher with don't, picnics, right? Is that what he does? He protects picnics. Don't. don't. I think so. Yeah. No. He's like the opposite of Yogi Bear. (laughs) (laughs) He protects picnics at all costs. That's actually how Stanley pitched it. He was like, what's the opposite of Yogi Bear? (laughs) We need that in our books. (laughs) Pit him against Spider-Man, I think. Rest in peace. Oh, yeah. Rest in peace. peace. You got to be careful. Definitely looking down at the show right now. And he's like, good joke. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Cool. Uh, Yeah, I think we can take one more question. Uh, You, sir, come on down. Oh, uh, what is your name? What is your awesome shirt and question? Hi, I'm John. Uh, this is the Twin Peaks Golden Shovel. Oh, um, nice, nice, John. Um, also, Punisher into the Punisherverse. You won't want to see Punisher 2099. I, I would, Something dude. I would. Amazing. I just didn't want to give in to this bullshit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, which uh, never put into any other media comic would you like to see made into like a film or a series? And I think I know Pete's answer, so this is for you. What? I just got a present? Oh. What media would you like to see made into a movie that's never been made into a movie? Oh, man. This is for Pete. 
Wow. <laughs> For those of you listening at home, it's a murder falcon shirt. Is it a is it like a cape shirt? What's going on? Oh, it's just long. It was just folded over. It says Metal Will Destroy All Evil Tour. It has the whole tour and everything. Is this an official shirt or did you make this yourself? This is an official murder falcon shirt? That's amazing. Uh, Pete is a huge fan of this book, such a huge fan that he made his own shirt. Uh, this is... Dude, step, step thank up. you, man. This is fucking phenomenal. Wow. Goddamn Murder Falcon t-shirt, man. <laughs> Even says Skybound. What's that? Oh, oh, oh there's, there's more in the more? bag? Oh, oh man. God. What else is in the bag? Yes. It's a Murder Falcon pin. Whoa. Man, it says metal will destroy all evil. All right. It's true, guys. It's true. There you go. Uh, so Murder Falcon is your answer, Pete? Yes, it is. Nice. It is now. <laughs> I mean, I can't say anything else after yeah, all this. That's your trapped. Uh, Joe, what would you like to say? What would be your pick for undeveloped comic? Uh, well, if I'm being honest, it would probably be She Said Destroy coming out oh, May 29th. Yeah. But, but um, Manhattan Projects. Ooh, I okay. love that comic. Mm-hmm. And I think that would be a phenomenal thing to adapt. Yeah, that would be great. Uh, this is a little bit of a cheat, but this is just the first thing that comes to mind. Uh, I am so excited for Lock and Key on Netflix. It has been such a long journey for actually yeah. getting that on the screen. They had the pilot at Fox, which was amazing, but that got scrapped. They did it for Hulu, did another pilot. That got scrapped. Now it's going to Netflix. I am nervous every day that they're going to be like, oh, ran out of money to do it. It's not going to be on Netflix after all. <laughs> but I know they're filming it right now. It's finally going to get done, and I, I can't wait to see how they execute on it. I think that's going to be great. Uh, also, uh, something made me think of a day tripper would be a fun. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Uh, yeah. yeah. It was just such a crazy kind of creative thing. Um but it was an amazing graphic novel. really blew me away. Yeah, and I feel like uh, with that not being exactly the same creative team, but with Umbrella Academy being yeah. so hot right now, you could see them delving so into more right stuff. So hot. Yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> it, it, you know what I'd also have to say is uh, Sweet Tooth. Oh, yeah, nice, dude. Yeah. Uh, so that's a post-apocalyptic story about a boy with antlers who goes on this big journey uh, to try to not exactly find his new home, but find his place. Yeah. Uh, it's very Wizard of Ozzy, but in the, this weird animal kids poke up a post-apocalypse. It's great. Great yeah. book. Uh, great answers. And that's it for your audience questions. Yes. Thank you, John. This All is right. Amazing. Guys, we're going to move on with our next section, which is trivia. And for that, we're going to turn it over to Pete LePage. All right. This is the part we give back to you, the lovely audience. Thank you so much for showing up. It's an opportunity to win 25 free dollars in the form of a gift card to Midtown Comics. Because if you had 25 bucks, you go to a comic book shop. Who would like 25 free dollars? A simple raising of the first hand up guy. Wow. Come on down, sir. All right. Come stand over here, please, sir. Here's your microphone. Uh, what is your name, sir? My name is Julian. Julian, audience, audience, Julian. Hey, audience. Hello. All right. Uh, so today's uh, trivia is on topical comic news. Okay, so you're going to listen to the question, listen to all three possible answers, get all three questions right, and $25 yours. Okay? All right, here we go. Question number one. In the new five-issue series called Punisher Kill Crew, yeah, John, uh, it will be launching in July. Who will be the writer? Is it A, Jerry Dugan, pick A, 
or is it B, Garth Ennis, or is it C, William H. Macy, which doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so it's A, or you could pick something else and be wrong. So let's be wrong and pick A. A is correct. Oh, man. You really took me on an emotional roller coaster there. Here we go. Question number two. The death of Rocket Raccoon, written by Donnie Cates, starts with what comic? Is it going to be A, I am Groot number four, B, Guardians of the Galaxy number seven? Hmm, seems like that makes sense. Or is it C, Captain Amazing? So it is either A, don't pick it, or it is B, Guardians of the Galaxy number seven. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's B. B is correct, yes. <laughs> I'm, a little, I'm a little emotionally torn by this. Donnie Cates has been on an amazing tear. I'm nervous about this comic. All right, here we go. Last one. What ongoing series was just announced to launch in eight days from Boom Studios? Is it A, an Angel series, B, Ronan Island, or is it C, Paul Rubens? So it's either A, which is the only one that is a series. <laughs> well, Ronan Island is, is also a series, but I just wanted to give it a shout out because it's Greg Pak. Uh, or you could pick B and C, or you could pick A, Angel, which is a new series by Boom Studios that's <laughs> launching in eight days. Which is A. A is correct. Twenty-five free dollars, sir. Congratulations. Spend it all in one place. Uh, now, Pete, I'm not sure if you're aware, but you have a sub quiz that is running during your quiz. That's right. Uh, where the third answers always form some sort of pattern. Do you want to read them again? Yeah. For the so it is William H Macy. Okay. Very controversial figure right now. Go on. <laughs> really? Yeah. College admission scandal. All the stuff going oh, on. Oh fuck. He defrauded uh, a bunch of people. Captain Amazing. <laughs> Shit. Cool. He's definitely not Captain Amazing right now, getting yeah. the pattern so far. And then Paul Rubens. Oh, did Paul Rubens <laughs> also defraud somebody? <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, would you like to take a crack at it? Have you figured out the pattern? It's Mystery Men. That is Mystery correct, sir. Men. All right. There we go. Uh, Mystery Men are the people who came to take away William H. Macy after he defrauded a bunch of people. Oh, man. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Just kidding. He hasn't uh, actually seen any jail time, just his wife. As we all know, tomorrow is new comic book day. We recommend you go to Midtown Comics because they've been nice enough to sponsor the show. Pete, what are you looking forward to? I'm looking forward to Murder Falcon. Yeah! Coming out. Woo! Uh, amazing series. I uh, can't say enough amazing stuff about it. Number seven, we're kind of forming this uh, super group to take down evil, and we just uh, classically trained... Uh, violinist is now going to be joining the team, which is going to be bananas. This book, if you haven't been reading it, is a fusion between music and heavy metal and epic demon fights, and it's a lot of fun, but also very emotional. Yeah, very touching. There yeah. you go. I'm looking forward to Batman Who Laughs, number four, coming from DC Comics. This so series creepy. by Scott Snyder and Jock yes, has been super creepy. Uh, it's been pitting our Batman versus the Batman Who Laughs and a bunch of other evil Batman from other universes. It's 
It's very dark. If you're a fan of their work on Witches over at Image Comics, which is another very upsetting horror-inflected comic, <laughs> it's a lot more like that than your regular Batman comic. It's so good, so well done. Uh, and if you want to check out a review of it, we have a regular podcast called The Stack that goes up in the same feed as Comic Book Club every Wednesday morning at 9 a.m., which will have that review and a bunch of other ones. Nice. Joe, plug your stuff. What should people check out again? All right, so uh, She Said Destroy comes out May 29th. Final order cut off May 6th. Tell your local comic shop to carry it. And uh, Dead Beats, which is on Kickstarter right now for the next four weeks, uh, go to awbwkickstarter.com to uh, pull up the campaign or just look up Dead Beats on Kickstarter. All right, very cool. A couple of things before we go. This show is free to come see and free to listen to, but it does cost us a little bit of money to do, so if you want to support it, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, a shout-out to our fine Patreon supporters in the audience right now. There's a bunch of them. You guys are awesome. Thank you so, so much for coming out. You're the best. Uh, Also, we do a bunch of other podcasts you guys should check out. Currently running ones, uh, we're doing a uh, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina podcast called Chilling Podcast of Sabrina that is available there Also, in our Riverdale After Dark feed, our Riverdale podcast will be returning on April 17th for the new episodes there. Also, we do an American Gods podcast called American God God Cast, a Cloak and Dagger podcast called Cloak and Jabber. Any other podcasts we're doing right now, Pete? God, I hope not. (laughs) (laughs) We're a little maxed out. What else do you want to plug, Pete? Uh, friend us on Facebook so you get to know about the amazing guests we have on our live show. Follow us on Twitter at Comic Book Live, Comic Book Club at live.com for this podcast and many more. A couple of people we want to thank before we go. We want to thank Joe for being Woo-hoo! on the show. Bootman Prime. But most of all, Woo! thanks to you guys. We're every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Totally free. Please tell your friends. Good night. Guys, thanks for coming out. Really appreciate it. Bye-bye.